Welcome, Sacramento soccer fans, to another edition of State of the Republic podcast. Y'all don't know how much I've missed saying that because I haven't said that in a while. So, yes, we're back. I'm your host, Luis. Today, I'm joined by Sharon and Jared. First, let's go over to Sharon, who's currently playing with her cat. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> Hi. Um, yeah, I'm actually trying to, to distract the cat. Everything's going good. Trying to, to distract the cat so that I can actually participate in the podcast because I've been away at a, a charity event for the local food bank hosted by our Elk Grove Chamber of Commerce. And uh, I made a donation over there and, and you know, kibitzed a little bit with people. So that was a wonderful evening. Um, getting everybody caught up over like what, where have we been these last couple, three weeks? And I'll tell you what, it's been kind of nice to have the break, kind of sad, you know, watching whatever the championship match that we weren't in and we very easily could have put up a really good fight against San Antonio, I think, uh, you know, or whatever, who knows, but at any rate, um, or Louisville, well, to make a long story short, um, I'm kind of missing soccer, but really looking forward to the World Cup. And I know that's what we're going to be talking about here in a little bit. Jared, how are you doing? Well, on a personal uh, note, uh, certainly a lot better than the double whammy I was served during uh, my work hours. But I figured once I got home, it was time for some serotonin. So I decided to put on a little something special. <laughs> To get the uh, serotonin flowing. Other than that, everything is going excellent. Uh, it's going to be slow as heck out here. Uh, here in Arizona, the whole talk is, of course, how many more days till we to the Super Bowl? How many days until we have the big game here? And I'm like, yeah. Part of me gets it. The other part, well, wants my free food. But how are you, Luis? I'm uh, doing good uh, now, especially days away from the World Cup. And, you know, there's a really good distraction from not being able to see Sacramento play. And th- those of you who know also in Mexico, my Cruz Azul, I mean, there's no season, of course, over there right now. And I got to wait till next year for that, too. So it's nice that we have the World Cup there in between to kind of, uh, you know, get us watching some uh, live soccer. And we all know how great World Cups are. And we're going to have different games at different times, but if you want to watch a 2 a.m. game, you're going to have to <laughs> maybe go to sleep for maybe just an hour or two hours if you plan on watching everything or just sleeping in the afternoon because we're going to have games from 2 in the morning all the way to 11 in the morning is the latest one. So set your alarm clocks uh, because you are going to want to wake up early, but at the very least, most of the games are going to be uh, between five and eleven, I think there's maybe only just a handful that are actually two in the morning. But at least for us, the games that we are probably going to be taking a look at more closely with Mexico and the U.S., those games are going to be more at eight and eleven in the morning. So not too bad, I think, for us to wake up, have breakfast, and watch some really epic games here. Cool. Well, um, today in this episode, we're going to be going over the groups for the World Cup. We have a little competition because, of course we got to have another one. Now that podcast winter dinner is on standby until the next season. And so we're going to be um, giving our predictions for the group winners and also trying to see if we can guess who would be first and second and also guess, of course, who is going to end up taking the trophy this year. 
And after we're done with that, we're going to have a special guest, everyone's favorite, Podcast Magic, Villain Vichev, is going to join us to talk about how the Fuego did in their first season uh, as they returned uh, back and now as a Centro Valley Fuego. And maybe talk to us about what to expect next season. Is he going to be back with Fuego or what's up with that? Could we potentially see him in Sac Republic? We'll see. We'll see how that goes. So we'll, we'll definitely have an interesting chat with them afterwards. So let's go ahead and dive right into the World Cup. It starts this Sunday at 8 in the morning. Definitely wake up early, tune in. The ceremonies are always uh, pretty epic. And it, it seems like they only get better as each World Cup goes on. And that game is going to be Qatar-Ecuador. So yeah, only days away from our recording. So let's take a look at the groups and our competition. This is how it's going to work out. So each one of us is going to guess our two picks for being the winners in each group from group A to group H. And then we're going to give our order on who would be first, who would be second. And for each team that we get correct, we're going to get a point. And if we happen to get the right order, then we're going to get a bonus of two points. Also for the World Cup winner, if we happen to get that one, we get a bonus five points. So lots of points on the table, especially, you know, if our World Cup potential winner is still, you know, uh, in the race for the title, then uh, we'll definitely be hoping that they get the win because it might come down to who gets it and who ends up winning because it's a bonus of five points. So let's take a look at the first group. We got Qatar, Ecuador, Senegal, and the Netherlands. So interesting group that the host country got into. And I feel like they have they have a chance, right? I mean, it's their first World Cup, but I mean, they are the host country. So what do you guys think of this group? And give me your, your favorites and, and your order. So for this first group, my favorite, of course, is going to be the Netherlands. You know, they typically have been um, strong in World Cup competition. Um, I, I think they stand a good chance. I am not seeing Qatar advance out of the group stage, but Senegal and Ecuador are pretty uh, equal head and head. Uh, I'm just right now I'm trying to get a little bit of help online, you know, looking at some of the odds for Ecuador and, and Senegal. Um, you know, Senegal can make it really hard for Ecuador to come out of group stage. Okay, so I probably I'm predicting um, Netherlands, Ecuador had a really good qualifying round, but I, oh man, gosh, that's a hard one. I'm going to go Netherlands, Ecuador in that order. Well, since I've adopted them as one of my favorite uh, international uh, teams since back in 98, I'm going to have to go with uh, Netherlands and I'm going to go with Senegal for advancing. All right, cool. And then just to make it easier, I guess the order we mentioned them are the order that we're going to be predicting as well right well that's what i said i i have uh um netherlands as one and ecuador as two i'm also going to join you guys and say netherlands uh first place but i'm gonna go ahead and say qatar at second place just because they are the host country and typically host countries tend to move on and they've been a surprising squad because they've actually got the chance uh, last year, a couple years before, to actually play in other regional tournaments, like the Gold Cup. If you all remember watching them, they actually had a pretty good run in that. And uh, they played in other tournaments like Copa America. 
and it's really interesting to see how well they did in those tournaments and they gave those uh, national teams a pretty good game and so i feel like they're going to be a surprise in this group and actually get their spot let's move on to the group that we're going to be looking uh, also very closely and that's because the u.s is in this one group b you got the u.s england iran and wales I'm not going to, I I know I, for me, it's, it's England's going to come out. Number one, look at their squad. I mean, it's amazing. And, um, and U S is number two. I seriously think we can stand up to Wales and Iran, but um, we're not going to beat England. There's just no way. And there's, there's a slim chance we won't beat Wales. I mean, it, it'll look a lot like the match that we played against Kansas city, <laughs> you know, where we were tied and, you know, we just kind of, kept bouncing back off the ropes, you know, essentially on, on that match. And, and then, you know, we beat, we beat them on uh PKs. So I, I get a sense, you know, for, for that. I don't know. What do you guys think? Oh, where do I begin? <laughs> Let's have Luis go second. Lu- Jared, you marinate for a little while longer and think <laughs> about your choices. You know, I really want to hear what Luis thinks. Oh, well, I actually think the same as you, Sharon. England See? first, USA second. Uh, I really do think they have a chance. But the game against Wales is going to be key, though. That's yes. the game that they got to make sure they get the three points in. Otherwise, it's going to fall down to who gets more uh, goals scored. So I do, I do think that Iran could be a dark horse, and and I, I don't want to say that they're they're going to pull some cheating kind of card or some kind of <laughs> cheating thing, but. You know, I don't know. Who knows? I have a feeling they actually could beat Wales and um, the U.S. And that would be just so bizarre if they did. But I just get that fear that that's what's going to happen. So, Jared, what are your picks? I'm going to be this uh, this guy. There's no name to the guy, but I'm going to be that guy and say United States first and for second, Wales. Ooh, so you literally have no faith in England. Things have happened to some of the larger countries early on. That's true. That's true. And England have been kind of weird sometimes. Yeah, that's a good point. There has been, I think, in every World Cup, there is always that one country that everyone thought, oh, they're going to be first in their group, and they end up not qualifying. Yeah, that's Otherwise known as Italy and France in prior <laughs> years. When did Italy get bounced out? That was a weird one. I, I remember Spain got bounced out because because Spain? of the quote un, because of the quote unquote Justin Bieber curse. Oh, <laughs> that's kind of going way back. I know. Oh, I, I never heard about this curse, but yeah, you have to tell us more about that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's basically it, it was a short time before. So uh, there's a picture of a. Uh, Justin Bieber wearing uh, the, uh, the Spanish kit. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, uh, that uh, touched on the, the actual team being eliminated so early. Oh, well, I hope Justin Bieber does not wear the USA or the Mexico jersey. Please don't. <laughs> don't wear it for this one, too. Or not even his native Canada one, because it'd be nice to see them do good. Well, let's go ahead then and move on to this next group. Another one that we're going to be following really closely because Mexico's in it, of course. Um, so aside from Mexico, you got Argentina, Saudi Arabia, and Poland. 
I'll go first on this one because I know Sharon's probably like, I want to see that man go first because <laughs> she knows I'm going to be following this this one very closely and luckily not having to wake up too early for, for the games there. But And plus I stepped away because I was getting molested for treats. My cat was bothering me for, for snacks, so I had to step away. So I'm glad you're going first. Oh, okay. All right, we're done. So I see Argentina taking this group first place. And then I do see Mexico taking second place, but I see them only taking it by goal differential. I think this group is going to get down to a point where Mexico and Poland are going to be tied four points. They end up getting it too, and it'll be determined by that last game against uh, Saudi Arabia, where Mexico plays against them. That's the one. I think that'll be the key for both teams just to get as much goals as possible. Not that Saudi Arabia is going to be a team that'll be just a, a Tulsa from past, but still. I think that, that that'll be the game. So I'm kind of Argentina Poland because mm. Mexico has been kind of spotty in their competitions, you know, over the last year. You know, they've they they haven't come on as strong as I've wanted them to, right? Because mm-hmm. we've even watched some matches together, you know, chatting in the in the background. I, I'm kind of going Argentina one, oh, Poland number two. I want Mexico to take the second spot, mm. but I just get that funny feeling. Like you said, you know, it's going to come down to goal differential. I yeah. I, I know it, it's all good. No, um, I, I was close to saying Poland as well. That's why I said, I think it'll be goal differential, but yeah, Mexico has not been doing good. So I, I'm at, at the end of the day, guys, I still think Argentina could pull off the whole world cup. That's my. That's going to be my guess for the full time winner. If you want to put that down right now. Okay. Yeah. Argentina is going to win it all. What do you have, Jared? For the group. Yeah. For now, for that, for that, uh, I'll have a follow up question. Uh, so my uh, my prediction is Mexico uh, first, and then Argentina second. But my question is: Is Chicharito playing for for L three in this? He did not get called up. The coach does not like him. Uh, there were some rumors as to some indiscipline that happened, and they point that as being the reason why he wasn't called up. But at the end of the day, it was the coach not giving him a chance whatsoever. No questions asked. So, yeah. Thank you, baby Jesus. I'm submitting my my uh, my result on that then because if I if I heard that he was playing for L three, then I would have to swap it out. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, yeah. That, that, we know, really we know how Chicharito was basically washed, more or less, <laughs> especially after running into us. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that was an interesting um, game that we had there. But, hey, I like Jared's prediction. I hope that's what it is. <laughs> I think a lot of people do hope that's what it is, because that would be quite a shock for Argentina to fall to second place and would definitely destroy a lot of brackets, too. And would make people lose some bonus points, as in, you know, <laughs> Sharon and I. <laughs> so let's move on to the next group, uh, Group D. We have France, Australia, Denmark, and Tunisia. What do you got, Sharon? Oh, definitely France. Um, France the, is is my number one. Australia is a dark horse. You know, there's somebody playing for Australia who used to play for Sacramento, Sac Republic. Um, Oh my gosh, and his name is like totally Harrison uh Harrison uh Delmar Harrison 
Harrison. Anyhow, he's playing for Australia. He's good. Um, I don't know that Australia 100% has what it takes to advance. So I'm I'm leaning Denmark. Um, but France definitely is coming out on, on top in the group. You know what? I'm just going to go with Australia just because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, my buddy Harrison's playing for him. I, I don't see Tunisia coming through. I love Denmark, but I, you know, they've got some awesome players. But I, I don't know. Australia, Australia, France, Australia. There you go. Well, I'm going to have to say France ends up with number two, but up at number one, those Socceroos. The Australian national team definitely going there for the first place. No other uh, choice on that. Wow. <laughs> nice. I like it. That's, that's another. Hey. I'm liking Jared's predictions right now. If that, if all these predictions come true, Jared, everyone's brackets are going to be all like all over the place. <laughs> um, they're all going to be wrong. So it's it's awesome. Hopefully it does. I mean, we're all. I'm always rooting for the underdogs, right? The ones that people don't give a minimal hope of being in first place. So even if I don't get my predictions right, and you know, you end up seeing some of the underdogs make it, great. I want a new champion. That, that's what I want. Harrison Delbridge used to play for Sac Republic um, as one of the defenders, along with one of the um, USA defenders, um, plays for Red Bulls. And of course, I can't think of his name. I just saw his social media posts earlier, and people are saying, please don't play him. So we've got two former Sac Republic players playing in the World Cup, one for the USA and one for the Socceroos. Is that not the best? Yeah, that that speaks a lot about Aaron Long. The players. Aaron yeah, Long. Aaron Long. Yeah, played yep. a couple of games. He came through. He came through us. They were uh, both on loan from, uh, I believe it was Portland, loaned them to us, um, which was like amazing for us to get those guys on our on our squad in 2014. Wow. Anywho, cool. Well, hey, th- thanks for mentioning that. So I'm glad we have some representation, some players that we're going to be. Uh, rooting for and looking out for. Hey, there's always Sac Republic representation everywhere, right? We had Josh Cohen uh, playing Champions League, so cool stuff. Although I think I think they're almost bounced out now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this yeah, they 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 had some not so good results there towards the end, but hey, it's still really awesome to to be able to play at that stage. Mine would be France first and I give Denmark second. But I I really hope Jared's prediction is right cuz uh Australia, I think, uh, would be nice to see him move on, but I'm putting Denmark second. If it was the women's team, they would definitely pass through. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're good. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. They they definitely go through. All right, let's move on to the next uh, group here that we have. It's Group E. We got Spain, Costa Rica, Germany, and Japan. What do you guys got? Such a solid group. This is almost like the group of death. There's a couple very solid groups. This is an amazing group. Costa Rica could surprise everybody because they are that uh, courageous of a squad. Japan is solid as well. I mean, they've got, oh, man, this is a tough one. Germany has been known to fold, but uh, Spain. I'm going uh, number one, Germany, number two, Spain. Looking at this particular group. I'm wondering if there's any way to draw some Republic FC vibes, send them over to Qatar and put the Spanish connection of sorts into number one. I like how you think, Jared, man. 
do like how you think. Because I was going to put Spain as number one, but then, I don't know. They've got to all figure out how to play together. Yeah. And then aside from, from that, uh, I am going to say Costa Rica as second to somehow shocking Germany. Ooh. I love your picks, man. But, you know, but Costa Rica made that run. Challenge. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, I won't laugh, right? Because Jared might get the last laugh and then we'll be the ones taking the whatever challenge uh, Connor comes up with uh, as the, the loser challenge for this one. <laughs> You know, oh, Connor's Lord. Connor's got to listen to this podcast, and he has to weigh in. Also, he needs to weigh in. We need to get him in this. Oh yeah, he needs to send us his picks, right? And also be yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. If there will be, <laughs> watch him actually win, and then one of us loses, and you're like, wait, wait, we should have probably rethought that. Um, but yeah, yeah, those are good picks that that you got there. And I wouldn't be surprised, Costa Rica. I mean, they made that run if you remember a while back and no one was expecting him and they were so close to making it to semifinals because they lost in the penalty kicks against Netherlands. And that, that was a crazy run, but I mean, hats off to them. So that's why, yeah, I mean that, that could be, but I'm going to say first place, Spain, second place, Germany is is what I'm going to go with. All right. Moving on to group F we got Belgium, Canada, Morocco, Croatia. Canada's come on strong. I'm going with them winning it and Croatia second. Belgium's good. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I love Belgium. I, I got to say Croatia cruises in at, at first. Uh, Canada, they've been getting better and better, both the uh, men's and women's soccer uh, national team. So I'm picking Canada for second. Oh, nice. Hey, I'm liking your guys' predictions. I really hope Canada advances because I'm always rooting for the teams in our area. but. I see Belgium taking first place and then second place, Croatia. Belgium has been an interesting team. I mean, they haven't um, been champions right in the last couple of editions or anything like that, but they have an interesting squad. And then Croatia, I mean, we know, right? I mean, they they made it in the past one, second place. So, and they've had some pretty interesting World Cups before that as well. So, yeah, I think anything can happen there, but it'll be an interesting group, I think. I think we'll get a surprise, though, at the end of the day. All right, last two groups. We got Group G with uh, the favorites, Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, and Cameroon. So I'll go ahead and go first uh, with this one as uh, Sharon is uh, busy right now (laughs) in the second. But um, I see Brazil taking the first one. And I see second place as being Cameroon. Cameroon has always been the spoiler in World Cup history. Um, and you know what? I'm identical that this is one time I'm going to go exactly how you go, because I would see Brazil as the first spot and Cameroon as the second spot. I just don't see Switzerland making it out. I, I see them getting fairly easily beaten by Brazil. And I don't know anything about Serbia, honestly. Okay. Well, <laughs> this is going to go a little, little way back, but for those of you to have the original Nintendo entertainment system, if you played Nintendo World Cup, who were the two strongest uh, uh, countries? Brazil in first, Cameroon in second. It makes sense. Hey, that, so we are cool. unanimous in this group. We are unanimous. Wow. Hey, it, it took us it took us a couple of groups to get there, but hey, that, that's interesting, too. We'll, we'll see 
we'll see what happens in that one. And then moving on to the last group, we got Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay, and Korea. Oh, my God. Portugal has to freaking figure out what to do with Cristiano Ronaldo. Nobody likes him anymore. It's like, nobody likes me. Everybody hates me. I think I'll eat some worms. I think that's how Cristiano Ronaldo has been going lately. But I'm going with Uruguay and uh, and Ghana. Portugal is going to flame out. Sorry. Uh, I'm definitely going Portugal uh, for, for one. Uh, two. Uh, Uruguay. For second, and then and then also just one real quick quip. So you say that that Mitch Tanner wasn't doing it first. Ronaldo did it first. <laughs> so uh, Mitchell Tanner's is is just is is a hipster for it. <laughs> but I digress. I digress. <laughs> I know. Well, I am gonna have a different one for this one too. I say Uruguay first, Korea second. And I do think those issues that have been going on with Cristiano and Portugal and, you know, uh, some players not really, you know, enjoying him being around as much. Right. And we saw the videos that just were released earlier today and that locker room is not going to be good. And, you know, the World Cup is about to start pretty soon. And it just looks like the vibe is not good there. And we know good World Cup teams usually have good uh, team chemistry. And if you don't have that. That could be rough, especially because I think Cristiano's going to be actually playing. It's not going to be like with Manchester United where he gets benched or he doesn't even play because he doesn't want to play <laughs> or because coach is like, you can't play. The Portuguese coach is going to play him. There's no doubt about it. But if you don't have that chemistry with your teammates, I, I don't see them going too far. And it's a shame because they've had good teams in the past. But yeah, so interesting predictions with that. And so... We move on to the champions, and Sharon already mentioned Argentina as her champion. Jared, who is is your champion? I know they came close uh, last time, but I'm going to say a, a little bit of a dark horse here. I'm going to go Croatia. Ooh, boy, that one you was okay. So that's just odd. Okay, interesting, <laughs> interesting. That comes through me for a loop de loo. <laughs> Yeah, that that is an interesting one. I'm going to go with the one that a lot of people pick, but I hope I'm wrong because I, like I mentioned before, I want to see a team that has never won the World Cup win it. That's what I always want in everyone, right? It's like, give that trophy to more countries that have never had it. I'm going to say Brazil. I I think they end up getting this one, but I think we're in for an epic final is is what I I think. I think it's going to go extra time, all that stuff, but Brazil ends up... uh, Getting yet another title added to their their crest. <laughs> yeah, so it should be an interesting one. But yeah, Jared, your predictions. I think a lot of people listening will probably be like, we want Jared to be right, probably to win it as well, because that means that we're going to have a really interesting World Cup where it doesn't matter what you predict, you're probably wrong because few people were bold enough like you, Jared, to actually give some of those teams a chance. And so hopefully... Hopefully that ends up happening too. So hey, I'm saying it right now, Sharon. I'm okay not winning. I, I think Jared winning would be a really awesome World Cup. Yes, I agree. It'll be the ice block to my hot chip challenge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have to have Connor. You know, and what if if people can get their picks in before World Cup opens or you know starts? 
can we let anybody join our our contest or is it just us pod potty pod podcast hosts plus connor i mean like how do we want to do this yeah we can open it up to anyone uh listening who wants to send in their top picks and follow the order that we followed here and yeah we could do that too figure out a grand prize and how that'll work out but yeah or you know what first place gets a hundred dollar sacred public gift card that everyone who is participating will pitch in to to end up getting how's that sure so uh so the competition is open to everyone again uh, just you just have to be okay with pitching in if you don't win first place but if you do then you get a sweet hundred dollar gift card to start the year off uh, or wait till next season and get your new jersey paid for so so let us know i think sharon's already like sending the message out to our uh close no. podcast runs. oh I, no. I saw you i was like come on come on compete compete <laughs> let's make louise lose <laughs> You can't no, I, I, I think when you release the, um, you know, when this podcast gets posted. So as you're hearing this now, everybody, you know, send us a, send us a, drop us a note, drop us a line. Yeah. Drop us on your top two picks, the order of the picks, and also your uh, World Cup champion. So, and make sure you and do to make that it easier, soon. To make, to make it easier, Luis will screenshot and post the groups um in a couple different screenshots to make it really easy for everybody to pick yeah and then when we have all the people participating i'm going to put it in a spreadsheet share it with everyone it'll be uh one of those uh, google sheets and so everyone will be able to see who who picked what i'll probably lock it sunday morning so no one changes anything and then you know wants to say they got a perfect <laughs> card but uh yeah so make sure you get those uh picks sent to us by uh saturday afternoon because after that of course it's going to be closed and so you have you have till then to send us a message on at state republic 12 on any other socials so it's about time we actually get introduced here to our favorite podcast magic will be talking to us about fuego season this year and then what what to expect uh, for next year but welcome back on the show man how's it going going great um sucks to watch the even usl championship and usl league one uh the rest of the playoffs as well as the finals from your couch but that's kind of how it goes only two teams can be in the final and along with the usl finals i think mls final is also amazing um fun to watch from the couch but tough to watch those from the couch but really happy to be back on with you guys and and discuss everything that's been going on those finals were pretty epic. I mean, especially the MLS one, right? I mean, the, the kind of final that we want to see, no matter what the league is, we want to see finals like that. And I know it sucks to be on the losing end, <laughs> maybe for Philadelphia, but man, they they gave them game. And it's not easy to play against LAFC, as you know, right? At, at, at the bank, too, of all places. Yeah, no, hard place to play. I mean, it, it looked like they had them at the end there. Uh, I kind of, after they scored in overtime, I kind of tuned out even because I was like, oh, that's it. A man down. They just scored. It's, you know, that's probably it. I was really hoping for penalties just as a fan and a spectator. And my wife, Lainey, loves penalties. That's one of her favorite things. That and if someone gets in like a pushing fight or something, people get in each other's faces. Those are her favorite parts of the game. So we were really hoping for penalties. As soon as they scored, I was like, ah, no penalties. But it was meant to be. Yeah. 
Hey, they're in LA. Hollywood is right there, so it had to happen, right? It's like that. That was meant. Yeah, couldn't have written a better way to end a, a final game. Yeah, I just wish it was at night because we would have probably seen fireworks and all that. And it's like, ah, uh, I know they had the USC game going on, but it's a shame that they had to collide the same day. But <laughs> yeah, well, we want to talk to you more about how Fuego did this year and. You know, some of us got the chance to to watch him live. I know I, I did going to uh, Fresno there, and then Jared went over in Arizona to watch you guys. But let us know how it went. I know you guys were really close to playoffs, right? Yeah, came down to the last few games. We won our last two games of the season, but teams that we needed to drop points didn't drop points uh, right at that time. So we, we missed it out by like a point or two. Uh, which at the end of the day or at the end of the year was still a disappointing result for us uh, where we finished in the league because we didn't want to be fighting at the last few games to barely make playoffs. We wanted to be, you know, concretely in playoffs going into the final games and potentially hosting, you know, playoff games. That was our goal with the overachieving goal being we wanted to be champions. That was what this team was initially put together to try to achieve um but having said that any first year franchise i guess sack doesn't really count i'm talking to the wrong people here but as a first year franchise it's really hard to win a championship on your first year uh in a league like this one where we were the westernmost team by a long shot and a lot of the teams are on the east coast so all of our away games were you know multiple flights away and usually two to three hour time difference um yada 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 i don't want to make uh any excuses because at the end of the day it was in our hands so at the end of the year looking back on it um disappointing i think uh we were disappointed with how it ended and me personally disappointed with how my whole season ended up as well um i had much higher expectations for myself and for the club and and that's what we're going to try to build on and do next year. Yeah, I mean, you guys traveled so much that, I mean, you, you I, I guess playoffs, you couldn't even expect the team to qualify, right? Because it, it's challenging as it is to have to travel so much. So I think that's an acceptable excuse, right? Because it does take a toll on you and the other teams, they play more games that are nearby, not the same. And then you had, I think, a game, right, that was like canceled too, right? And then... They were trying to figure out when to put that one. So, I mean, yeah, you guys had to go through a lot. But I guess now we have to wait a year, right, for Santa Barbara to start their team, right? I think it's in 2024, right, when the, the Sky FC join. I, I think so, yeah. J- Jared, is that true? A couple teams are joining next year. I know League One will have more teams next year. Yeah, but also we're going to be in, in absence of FC Tucson, who have uh, mm-hmm. uh, dro- dropped down to League Two. So that's yeah. going to do make away trips even that more exhausting unfortunately yep the closest team of course the closest team to us is the one that will no longer be around <laughs> such a shame because there was a rivalry already going on right and and, yeah, and a lot- we made the cup like we we put together a cup for the rivalry um and i guess we we, we win the last cup so <laughs> yeah, the, cup the first <laughs> the first and the last I will add though that that for the for that monsoon match uh, that uh, Scott and myself made it down for, the FC Tucson staff did make sure we were taken care of because 
after the the tailgates, uh, when it was starting to really really suck, uh, we they actually allowed us into the clubhouse to keep dry, operate <laughs> any food that was there, because really, the first time around, all the people that were lining up were, were of course uh, gone home. They didn't want to be in the middle of it. By the time we actually got into the gates, we're talking about maybe 40, 60, maybe 80 uh, people in the stands that were still there. I mean, it wasn't a whole lot, but there was people that were here for the home team. And of course, for, uh, on, on the camera here, uh, which I'm probably messing up here. <laughs> He's got the jersey on. Oh, yeah. yeah, there we go. There we go. Yep, certainly had had this beauty on uh, all the whole time through. Definitely will wick away the the moisture. So, like they say, it does what it says on the tin. <laughs> moisture wicking technology. Yes. No, I mean that's awesome to hear. Um, I'm glad they were they were welcoming and hospitable, and um, that they did the right thing under the the conditions and the circumstances. So the, this season, I'm like looking at your stats right here. 27 games played, five goals. Uh, how was it for you just, you know, coming back home and being with, you know, the the new Fuego now? Uh, it was a great experience. Um, coming back home had a lot to do with soccer and with personal, personal life as well. I think I've shared on the podcast several times. Uh, so I ended up getting married this year. We had our first kid this year. Um, so all of that was super exciting. Um, being fortunate enough to have the privilege to be part of uh, a first-time organization to try to help build something from the ground up was also a huge honor. So in terms of all of that, it, it was an amazing year. Just on the field, you want things to go better. Uh, and we judge that by games won and in the U.S. at the end of the season by if you made playoffs or not. And then beyond that, how far do you get into playoffs? So because we didn't make playoffs, that's clearly an unsuccessful season in our eyes and me as one of the players who played the most minutes um you know that that falls on me and uh, along with the other teammates and coaches and staff as well not just one person but we wanted to do more to get more points to be able to make playoffs and ironically we mentioned the travel but i think we might have either had more points or at least comparable points between our away games and home games um, so in spite of the far travel, I think we had the second best away record maybe in the league, actually. So maybe maybe even behind Richmond, who, you know. So. so I'll tell you this. West Coast is the best coast. So, it is. you know, we, we put some pretty sturdy uh, soccer teams together. You know, we're, we're, we're solid. I mean, look, we destroyed Kansas City. Uh, Sorry, their dreams. We didn't destroy them. Yeah. <laughs> in the US Open Cup run. So, Lillian, I think um just thinking about next year's US Open Cup run, I mean, that's another opportunity to be to be able to play some local teams, local, you know, in local venues. Even if you have to play an away team, it's never going to be and you know, until you start getting into the later rounds, you're you're gonna be not far from home. So that should be something that you know, I would imagine you'd be looking forward to again because you guys are really close um, to to beating us and taking away our bid. You guys, you guys, your second half performance was really good. What do you think about Open Cup coming up? Super excited. Ever since 
obviously being at SAC, playing in the Open Cup has been a great tournament. Playing against the MLS teams in their venues have been some of the best memories. Like Elliot and I talk about that LAFC game all the time. It's one of you know the best memories that we have as players and as teammates. So being able to play in the Open Cup is definitely something I look forward to. It's, again, another chance uh, beyond being able to play local teams as well. I think lower teams are more able to showcase themselves and their players and their capabilities to USL teams and then even beyond that MLS teams. Like we had some League One teams who beat MLS teams even, which I think is fantastic for our sport and for the development of players through the ranks. So that's another reason I'm super excited again to play in the Open Cup next year. I think we have a lot of talent too in the Central Valley. And actually a lot of our young players right now, because of how the academies work and things like that, I know a few players who travel to SAC to play for SAC's academy as well. So I think being able to play those teams in the Open Cup provides a lot more awareness of the talent in areas that don't have MLS teams or don't have USL championship teams. So a lot of those younger players also maybe get overlooked or get passed by or just kind of fall through the cracks. And the Open Cup allows chances for those lower league teams to be able to share into the spotlight. Yeah, I mean, it's one of my favorite tournaments. And you sometimes wish that it could be expanded. But I know, I mean, schedules are or, or like they are too, but sometimes you kind of wish there was like a little group format between regions and then you got to see more than just one game, right? Because sometimes, you know, like like Sharon mentioned, the game you guys played against us, you guys should have also gone through. It should have been both teams <laughs> because that was quite a game that, that you guys gave to us. Yeah, no, I agree. If they could somehow do something or do, I mean, it'd be cool if they did a separate tournament just between the USL teams. So even do like a USL Open Cup type of situation where, you know, you don't include the MLS teams and then it's a little bit more fair and maybe even some League Two teams or something can have a chance to to break through and, and play a little bit more. That could even be a third competition. So you have your league, you have the Open Cup, and then you can have a USL Cup or something. You know, this is ideas are so wonderful and it all it takes is some one person to just say you know here's what we're going to do we're going to do it and just start it you know i'm i'm certain that they've spoken about this sort of thing in the usl offices you know over in freaking florida right now none of us have a really good feeling about florida unless they had a really good time in disney world or whatever it is that's over there or epcot center i forget what's all over there cuz you or know Publix. we <laughs> now that I'll take, I'll, I'll take the publics mm-hmm. and, you know, whatever other experience outside of the soccer, because right now we don't like Orlando and we're all getting spammed because when we bought our tickets, billion, mm-hmm. we all had to go on their platform. And so we're, I'm getting deluged with every one of their ticket agents. They just pass me around and I have to sit there and say, anyhow, we don't like Orlando. <laughs> but you know florida is where the usl offices are right and and they didn't even tampa yeah they that's it tampa they didn't even think to give us a try to rearrange our game against louisville to give us a day off but we Mm -hmm. had to literally play louisville 
travel to Orlando and within three days we're playing the open cup match without much rest. And so anyhow, it would be really, really wonderful for somebody to shake the cages of USL and Billion, you could be that guy. Yeah, I gotta I gotta work my way up before I could do anything. But I mean, <laughs> I I think there are people at the head of it who know a lot more about the organization than I do or than we do. But yeah, I don't know the ins and outs of it or or why not or why didn't the MLS team had their game rescheduled, right? Yes. Absolutely. Time I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean they I didn't want to get their players injured. You know, they didn't <laughs> want to run the risk of whatever. You know, we're just like all going, yeah, you guys are soft. Yeah. Well, they wanted to give their team the best chance to win the game. They were scared of us. They wouldn't have done it if they weren't afraid of us. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you think about it. Just yeah. like when you guys came to play us, we were we were a little afraid of you because of when we played that friendly early in the season or early on, I forget when it was when we played oh, you guys the uh, training. That, yeah. The, that it was like, you guys, you guys were brutal. Yeah. I mean, in, in the cup like that, it's, it's one game, right? So anything in soccer, anyone can beat anyone in one game. Um, yep. If you just have a good day, but no, I agree. It should have been more fair. <laughs> here with Uti. She's bringing it. Oh, do we get to see your son? You bring him? Yeah, bring him, bring him, bring him. He's smiling. He's about to get a bath. So, so for for those of you listening into the podcast, we've just asked to see. Oh, oh look at that! Where's Lainey? Oh, she's Lainey. off camera. Okay, hi. it's hi. Hi. <laughs> So we're saying hi to the whole family. Christo. He's named oh. after my dad, and we call him Itzy. You call him what? Itzy? I-T-Z-Y. Yeah, Itzy. Itzy? Itzy. Oh, the punitive for Christo in Bulgarian. So we just call him Itzy. It's his little nickname. Oh, oh, I, I, I see the hair up. I see, like, it, it's one, but it's it's getting there. Oh, look at him. Look at the smiles. Oh, my Those gosh. He cheeks. Loves, he loves when you do that to him. Yeah, he's been a fantastic baby. Very happy. Laney's done an amazing job. Kind of that does not surprise me. Lane is a fantastic seven, so person. He's super happy. Look at him kicking. He's kicking the table right now. Well, future soccer player, I'm just saying. 20 years from now, we'll see. Soccer Public's going to have another good player after a while. <laughs> you you really have to take lots of photos of, of him, of Itzy, watching his first World Cup. Oh, I will. Well, now that we talked a little bit World Cup and we discussed it earlier on too, um, I'm curious to hear what teams you're going to root for and then who's your favorite to win it all. Root for US, for sure. Young squad. I think it's going to be a huge experience for our squad this year with how young they are in preparation for the following World Cup even, which will be a home World Cup for us. So I think that's the big thing for this World Cup squad is getting as much experience as possible, obviously trying to win, get out of our group, win a couple knockout games would be fantastic. Um, but I think even beyond that, the experience that the players are going to get to be able to take that into the following World Cup will be huge. So root for USA for sure. I'm going to root for Argentina just because of Messi. Is that your pick? So I think I, I have a really, really strong feeling about um Argentina I think they have a really good team the soccer gods have I think will smile on Messi they have chemistry they do have chemistry they've been very strong 
previously as well. So I don't think they're not, I don't think they're a dark horse by any means. I think many people think of them as, as one of the heavy favorites. Brazil will always be Brazil. I think they have a great squad as well. That was Luis's pick. You'll never believe who Jared picked. Germany. No, who'd you pick, Jared? Is is this the yeah, re- revive my memory. This group, it's the, with the country that begins with with the letter C, correct? Yes. Uh, Croatia? Yes. Exactamundo. Croatia? Yeah. I mean, another team that's done well. So I could see that. I uh they wouldn't be in my top 4 Croatia, <laughs> but it's a, I think it's a good pick. It's still it's still a strong pick. Yeah. Um, yeah, if I had to pick one team, I would go I'm going to go with Argentina. So the mess that's that's Portugal right now, how do you think that that affects uh their chances? The mess that is Cristiano Ronaldo in Portugal. It's tough because Ronaldo is like you say no one's bigger than the team, of course. But I mean Cristiano Ronaldo is Cristiano Ronaldo. I don't think they'll make it to the even even the quarterfinals, I think will be tough internally hard to say like what are the what do the players think of Ronaldo because a lot of those younger players Ronaldo's probably their idol so it's like he can do no wrong um there's some clips showing the players rebuffing him and not really uh rejoicing and having him there yeah so that that's a that's an interesting dilemma I don't even in my mind I don't see them even advancing out of group because if you're a mess in the locker room and you go out on the field, you're still a mess. Right? 100%. 100%. Yeah. The chemistry is, especially in a World Cup, the chemistry would be would be massive. Because it's players who you don't have a three-month straight preseason, like in a club team or returning players, right? It's more put together. So the chemistry is is very, very important. So if those players are not taking to him being there and they'd rather he isn't there then that that won't translate well on the field <laughs> it'll be keep keep the ball away from ronaldo, ronaldo. Well, i hope they don't do that i hope they don't no, do that. i'm, I'm kidding still... but can you, can you imagine if they purposefully i mean like you you've played in games where you're dying for the ball you keep asking for the ball asking for the ball and it's like nobody's giving me the freaking ball what's going on here well maybe they just couldn't do it but have you ever played in a game where it's like you've been like wide open, you've had all the right <laughs> moves, and you don't get the ball? How does that make you feel? I mean, I, I don't suspect I've ever been in a game where they purposely <laughs> didn't want to give me the ball. I hope not. I don't. I can't imagine that that's no. the case. It, you know, it might be. <laughs> but no, I mean, you just get frustrated. You do what Ronaldo does, where he like throws his little, <laughs> throws his hands down and gets gets frustrated. But I mean, it would be frustrating. Like in basketball, if you're open and you want to shoot it and you're pretty good at shooting, but they just won't give you the ball. I can imagine it would be frustrating. Well, thanks for going down the <laughs> rabbit hole with me on the Ronaldo Portugal situation. Yeah. A good man. <laughs> yeah, I got to read up more on it, but we'll see. Imagine they win it. Yeah, that would be crazy. Imagine, that would go and then we're going to play this back and be like, well, what do we know about soccer? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, Forget and chemistry. chemistry. Chemistry what? <laughs> Ooh, a lot of coaches, their their mentality would be out the door if that were to happen. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah, I know there were a couple of games this season with Fuego where um, I know I was shouting at the TV, you know, just the guys who didn't give you the ball because you had open opportunities. So. 
Yeah, I mean, I think in any team, you know, that'll happen in a span of the season. There's going to be games where uh, you'll miss chances. And I'm sure there's chances where I could have, you know, put someone else in Mm. uh, and I chose to shoot or chose a different option. And they're looking back like, oh, he just doesn't want to pass me the ball, which is (laughs) never, never the case at all. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean sometimes you have to take your shot, and we're all, we're always asking for players to take a take a shot, right? So it's like blame us, the fans. We're always being like, just shoot, shoot the ball. Yeah. Um, well, I want to go back to Fuego. Uh, what was your favorite moment this season, uh, game or just experience travel wise? Favorite moment was Open Cup against El Paso. That mm. was we were like so early in the franchise, in the season, in our group. And we kind of went into that game and they got moved around a bit because originally we mm-hmm. didn't have a venue to host. So we were going to have to travel to play at theirs, their place. Then I think they had something where the field wasn't available on that date. So we were able to scramble to get a venue that met all the requirements. So we were able to host the game, which I think was super important first and foremost, because we were able to get a ton of fans there. We didn't have to travel. We had just... Because we started the season, the first seven league games, we were away every like every game. So it was a lot of travel. So if we had to play that game away as well, who knows how it would have gone. So having that all in the background already before the game even kicks off, knowing that we get to be at home. Uh, it was my first time playing at home for the home side. I'd played with SAC against Fresno before in Fresno. But it was my first time to be able to play for Fresno in Fresno in a game that was actually important and mattered. So my whole family was there. Um, a lot of friends were there. So that was super awesome. Then we also went into the game trying to be realistic and tell ourselves, like, look, we just have to give it our best shot. El Paso at the time was coming off of a season when they were amazing. Mm-hmm. I think with OKC, they beat us the year before, like 4-0. I remember Sack went there and lost as well. Um, so they just, they were a really strong opponent. So we were just like, look, we're just going to give it our best shot. Let's work hard, stay compact. Everyone knows their roles and responsibilities. And then the game happened. And that's how it went. And it was unreal. Uh, scored two really cool goals, like great goals that I'm, I'm happy to have, you know, capitalized on. Um, and then a huge win for our team. So that would probably be my best memory uh, or best moment for sure from this season. Yeah, that's so awesome. I mean, things happen for a reason and the, the game had to be in, in Fresno. So I'm glad that they found a venue. And, you know, I, I mean, I don't think the requirements are probably all that much, right? Because you see games, you know, literally in fields. I mean, they, they had a game in Academica's home field right in Sherlock. And, you know, I I don't think there's probably a capacity right uh maybe requirement for that right since their capacity isn't all that much so i'm glad glad there was a place i guess that gave you guys a spot to (laughs) to play at in town but now luckily you guys have the college and uh, next year you guys are going to be expanding right the section that was due to be expanded this year but then there was some situation going on with that right in the stadium yes so as far as I know, they'll expand it. I think there was some some safety permit issues that they had to get past before they were able to finish building it. Um, and they weren't able to do that for whatever reason in the middle of the season. So now for next year, I think the plan is to complete that, to have a row of stands behind that goal, which will I think will 
provide a awesome place for our supporters groups mm. as well. Like most, I think almost all teams supporters groups are behind the goal. Mm. So if they're able to complete that, we'll provide a nice little area for our supporters groups to, to meet and dance and sing and bang the drums all game long. Like they were doing all season. Yeah. And have the smoke out there. I mean, they, they really put out uh, a show out there every time you get scored and, uh, it was really yeah. awesome to experience that. They're, they're quick on the flares. <laughs> Especially since, you know, at SAC, we can't do that all because of Cal Expo and State and all that. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it It adds, it adds, a, it definitely adds something after you score a goal to be able to hit a little smoke. And yeah, could be intimidating too. Like if you're somewhere and you're like when we play away games and they pop smoke after they score and it's like, Shoot, and you start to smell it, you're like, dang. <laughs> yeah, when yeah. it gets to the field, right? And, and you have some stadiums where, it, like, it's like a it big... covers half the field, ever. yeah. <laughs> yeah, some places. Cashman Jared Field. Las Vegas, when Jared goes to Las Vegas <laughs> and they pop smoke at Las Vegas, we always... Because Jared goes to those games a lot in Las yeah. Vegas. Yeah, the uh, in last year's match uh, around Labor Day... Uh, the electric company uh, fired off the uh, smoke even when there wasn't a goal. They were just <laughs> popping it just because just they could. Made the whole field look like a Cheech and Chong movie set. Yeah, just smoke everywhere. Players coughing. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it, it took a while for that cloud to, to dissipate, but ultimately it did. Yeah. Of course, all those goals helped uh, too. <laughs> yeah. So n- next year... Are the plans to continue to be with Fuego? Is that like set in stone already or uh, is are you still up in the air? Yeah, no, the plans to be there. Coming home, I signed a multi-year contract um, last year when I came. So yeah, the plan is to be here again, you know, re reassess everything that happened this year. Think about what we can do better, how we can improve, uh, put that into effect next year and then really try to make a run at things and try to win a championship again. I think the ownership group is really committed to to this team and to building it up and making it better. And I think hopefully one day have a stadium and do all that kind of stuff. So um, they know. You guys have a great ownership group. I mean, to be able to cover the travel this year, you have a really good ownership group. I can't imagine to the East Coast, all those flights. So. And I, like out of all our flights, we only we mentioned earlier, Luis mentioned we only had one flight canceled. With everything that's been going on with the airlines, we we're actually pretty fortunate if you look back on it to only have one flight canceled out of fifteen away trips. Almost every trip is at least two flights uh, mm-hmm. there, two flights back. So, you know, you're talking about sixty trip, uh, sixty flights, individual flights at least. So, to only have one canceled in a group of, you know, we usually travel with 25, 26 people. So not bad, but not yeah, bad. no, super awesome of them to, to cover all of that as well. And that's just part of um, having a sports franchise, especially in the U S with how big the U S is, you know, most, most other places in Europe, it's like your whole league is for us would be like having a whole league one just inside of California. And that would greatly reduce the cost of <laughs> travel if every single game was you know every league game was inside california exactly yeah be a good way to use amtrak california 
Yeah. Give them, <laughs> give them some cred. Yeah, but they really should. Imagine going up, up and down the Central Valley. Yeah, you could have a bunch of uh, teams there and quicker travel, whatnot. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's awesome. I, I guess that means I'm going to put my hashtag bring back BJP to sack campaign on pause. <laughs> yeah, there's no hope there, but yeah, they got to make an offer. Uh, yeah. Oh, gotta, yeah. All right. Well, we'll, we'll, keep, <laughs> we'll, we'll keep knocking on their door and uh, hoping, hoping coach Briggs, he went to a game this season, right? I mean, we saw him there. So hey, he clearly saw you play there in person too. So uh, that was really awesome to to see him make the trip out there and, you know, maybe if it's not you, it'll be other Fuego players. I know there's other interesting guys out there, and it'd be really great to see them go through that process of starting there and, and move on to the SAC and, and further. Yeah, no, 100%. Again, that's the beauty of the Open Cup, being able to play at SAC. Coaches like Mark can see a lot of players that are in USL League One right now who are, you know, a lot of younger guys who have a lot of potential. And then you you get a front row opportunity to impress the head coach of a team like Republic, which is, you know, one of the best teams in the championship. So anything, anything can happen after that point. That's what we told ourselves too, when we played El Paso, right. And anything, your, your career can change overnight as a soccer player. And that's really the beauty of it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, anything can happen these days too with more and more teams. And, you know, if I had to pick another guy from the Frego team, I'd probably pick uh, Sheriff, number 24. I think he would really help us out a lot in SAC. So. Great player, a lot of pace, like bomb of a shot. Mm. You know, if he's lining up to shoot, I'm getting out of the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Deco Kanan? No, he's going to he's gonna block that shot with his face if he has to. <laughs> the man's yeah. a legend, but... Yeah, no, really good player. Uh, we have a there's a lot of good players that I think that we had on our team this year, and I think depending on you know what ownership and the coach decide to do in terms of which players we bring back and don't bring back, I think they'll they'll be even better next year because we had a lot of young guys, um, new group put together, new team, new franchise, a lot of you know growing pains and a big learning curve. Mm-hmm. Being able to, if, if they're able to keep the core group of players together for next year, I think we will again surprise a lot of teams. I will say, don't anybody sleep on Christian Cheney neither. The last few, few matches, the man was on the tear, especially at the monsoon match uh, down in Tucson. So definitely keep that, him in mind as well. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Hey, another former sack guy that would be great for um, the team to take a look at again. So. Cool. Well, Billion, thank you so much for being on here. It was really awesome. And you know, wish you the best of luck next year. You know, we're gonna keep having you on as usual. And you know, we're I mean, if it was up to us, we would already have the schedule out for next year so we could start making travel plans and all that. But I'm sure we'll probably get that maybe early February, hopefully. Uh, or at least preseason schedule and maybe a Fuego game right there, Fuego sack, hopefully at Fresno. I think it'd be really awesome to see uh sack play over there so yeah no i think great that would be great we did it this year so why not maybe even make it a tradition every yeah. preseason and one one time there one time in fresno one time there or even find like a good venue halfway for each team if there is something yeah i keep yeah. saying true luck true luck is a spot they've played there before yeah. <laughs> back when it was uh you know fresno fc so I'm just saying, bring it back, bring the trophy back. 
which Sharon knows the mystery on that, right? They're still looking for the the 99 Derby trophy because it's lost. And, you know, we're having people go out to uh, Goodwills. Maybe maybe it's at a thrift store somewhere in the Central Valley. <laughs> uh, or someone's just keeping it somewhere. I'm sensing some some inside information there. I got uh, like, I Man, I'm, I look <laughs> they'll, at They'll never house. find it. Let's just say they'll hey, never find hey. it. I got nothing. They can look all they want. They'll never find it. <laughs> that would be cool. Like a little preseason, even maybe throw in another team or two and do like a little preseason tournament. Yeah, they really should. Yeah, have something to play for and and just make it a tradition and have people look forward to preseason that much more, right? And and just have a trophy, right? We can't always just be a league trophy and an open cup trophy that might be really a long ways out, right? We need to fill those trophy rooms. <laughs> there was one year where they did a a little tournament, um, and it was over at American River College, I believe it was. And there was a little tournament and there, I, I'm trying to remember which teams got invited to come in, but it was super cash. You know, you just <laughs> wandered around and you, literally there was no, you could just wander around and watch anybody and meet anybody. It was super low key. Um, you know, nowadays there's so much security, stay away from the players, la la la. So it's kind of like, yeah. Yeah. What's the beauty of preseason? I think preseason in general is a little bit more laid back. Yeah. Um, people are more relaxed with the players and the fan interaction and things like that. So that's why it could be a good time to get a game going or a tournament going. Yeah. yeah. I'm with you. Cool. Well, we'll let you get going, man. But again, thank you so much for, for being out here as always. We appreciate yeah. it. Thank you guys for having me. Always a pleasure to catch up and talk all things soccer and missing you guys. So wish you all the best and I'm sure I'll see you guys soon. Thank you, Billion. My pleasure. Thank you. Well, that was really awesome. Once again, thanks to our favorite podcast, Magic Bijev, for uh, joining us to give us a really interesting recap of uh, the season for Fuego. And there's still hope. Hashtag bring back Bijev to Sack. <laughs> you know, Sack, just put the money. And I'm I'm sure you can afford it. We've probably spent a lot more on players this past season. So just saying, it would be really great. And he's a fan favorite too. It's like, come on. Coach Briggs knows that too, right? <laughs> and I and I will say that uh, as I mentioned before, having this uh, Fuego kit totally getting the serotonin going again. So it's definitely doing his job, and you know, that's that's why I've got got the uh, old number twenty on the back too. So everything just goes so excellent when when we have our podcast magic round. Yeah, and, and I'm looking forward to next season. Even you know if, if he doesn't go to SAC, of course, uh, we're always there going to. Uh, Fuego games and following them on TV. And it's really awesome all that they did this year for their organization and me being able to experience game day there on point. You couldn't even tell it was a first year team. And, you know, if if they did really great in their first year, I can only imagine upcoming years. It's going to be even much better, especially now they're going to open that section behind the goal net and actually be able to have fans there. It's going to be something else. So Really looking forward to that and maybe to us three, hopefully one day being able to watch a game there and talk to him there. That would be awesome. Yeah, this definitely puts the uh, Spurs in my my heels now for making it to a home match, given the fact that unfortunately they're not going to be able to play FC Tucson next season since Tucson's moving down to League Two. So that's just going to nudge me a little bit more to the Fresno. 
Yeah, that just means you have to go there. And luckily, they have an airport there. So it kind of works out uh, pretty good, too, as well. Cool. Well, Sharon, Jared, any last words here before we say goodnight to everyone? Let's go World Cup. Let's go USA. It's going to be either Khan the Socceroos or Oranya Crush, (laughs) Australia or Netherlands. Who knows? Maybe it could be neither of them. But either way, let's get ready for this World Cup. Yeah, for me, vamos Mexico. Let's go U.S. Uh, let's also go Canada, Costa Rica. I'm supporting again our CONCACAF uh, teams first. And then beyond that, let's go a team that has never won the World Cup. Surprise us all. Get all of our predictions wrong because we want to see some upsets and good teams not even make it past the group stage. That's what I want to see. <laughs> awesome. Well, everyone... Thank you so much for tuning in tonight, and we'll see you next time here on State of the Republic Podcast. Cue the music. There it is. Okay. I hate you, Luis, already. I just hate you. <laughs> is there is there a dinner on the line? Uh, I think we're going to have a dinner on the line for this one, or a, a gift card or sorts. You know, let's do a gift card to the Sac Republic team store. You know, <laughs> can Jared... Can we just <laughs> give him a gift card so we don't have to suffer fucking humility one more time? Can we just like not do the contest? Please, here, here's your freaking gift card. That's all you. <laughs> it might not You're be not me. You're not the uh, one yeah. with the cone. You're not the one at risk for cone burns. <laughs> That's me. Yeah. Well, th- th- there is no like hot chip challenge for last place for this one, so. Oh, you don't know that, dude. You do not know if Connor Sutton is is gonna all of a sudden pop into our world again and say that the loser of this challenge is gonna be involved with something. You just don't know. You just don't know if somebody else is gonna say, "Oh yeah, I'll challenge the loser to X Y Z." It's like, ah, (laughs) yeah, we don't know this yet, Luis. Oh yeah. All right. Poor Jared. I, uh, Jared's freaking. Okay, so we have group, group A. <laughs> Sorry, Jared. Okay, so, we've we've all put in our picks for group A, and I hate the police already. Oh. <laughs> uh, who? Know, I mean, I, I'm saying that Qatar would be second place, and that that's a long shot. I'm probably gonna oh, lose stop a point. It. Right there. Oh, oh, just Cause... just stop. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to do a different one, but but we all have different second place uh, picks there, so that that should be a an interesting one. We'll be taking a close eye on this one, but so you'll be able to when when the when the when we announced this for open, gosh, speak English. <laughs> Words are hard right now. Okay, so Luis is going to also post screenshots of the groups to make it easier for people to join the contest with us. Well, I'm going to have to say that France ends up with number two, but up at number one, those Socceroos, the Australian national team, definitely going for the first place. No other uh, choice on that. 